the Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. This is the student edition. Listen to the exciting story of the American Community Schools of Athens. Check out what drives all the members of our international community of learners as we create the education of the future. Here's John Papadakis. This is the third and final part of our series on the class of 2022, as we are talking to seven recent graduates of ACS Athens. All graduates represent the power of ethnic and cultural diversity that is evident throughout the school and how, through their different backgrounds and experiences, these ACS Athens graduates have developed a unique perspective and way of thinking as they move towards college life. In part three of the series, we have with us Anne-Marie, Tommaso, and William. All students have a unique history, arriving to ACS Athens, having followed very different paths. When did you become an ACS Athens student, and what is your first memory from the school? Okay, so I entered ACS Athens in first grade. I was around six, maybe seven. And my first memory was we were in, in Miss Labru's class. That was my teacher. And we did a little science experiment. And I remember when I came up, I put, it was basically a plastic bag and I put two pencils in it and the plastic bag was filled with water, but the plastic bag didn't overflow or, you know, the water didn't fall out and everyone just went, wow. And that was my first memory. And I loved it because my mother told me to do that experiment. And at first I didn't like it at all, but then I realized it was really cool. And then our teacher explained the science behind it. And that was definitely my first Did memory. Did you try to recreate it at home then? I mean, before presenting it to the class, I did. But I didn't see why it was so cool or why it was so important or, you know, why the science behind it was interesting. But then when my teacher explained it, it all made sense. And then I liked it. Uh, so I came in ninth grade and my first memory was the new student orientation. When I came here and I met uh, a lot of my classmates and I got to get a tour of the school and see all the classrooms and the gym. And I was really blown away by, you know, the campus. And I thought that uh, ACS, I was going to spend my next four years here. So I was very happy mm-hmm. with that. Um, and that was also the place where I met a lot of my friends. Uh, Tommaso, I met at the New Student Orientation. So uh, I was very, yeah, that was my first memory. My first memory is actually a couple days after that. I also came here in ninth grade. And not to say that I don't remember orientation, but there's this, this specific moment when we had an assembly. Uh, it was the first day of school. And I was sitting next to Will and a couple of, uh, of our other friends and we were all new students and there was these pieces of paper passing around and we had to get a mic and read them. And I remember I was the fourth one in line. So then it was, it was like a couple other friends, they pass it and then we'll pass it to me. I was like, okay, never mind. I'll just read it. And then that was, that was one of my first memories here at ACS. And I'm, and I'm glad Will was there. Yeah. It, was, it was fun. Yeah. So what, what kind of experiences did you bring with you? How different was your previous school? If you remember your mm-hmm. previous school? Yeah, so I went to kindergarten in the southern suburbs of Attica and I was there. I mean, it wasn't, it was quite different from ACS, but I adjusted quite well and there was a very supportive environment and I just generally really liked, you know, the classes here. I mean, I was in first grade, but I really liked the environment, my teacher and everything made me feel really welcome. So that was definitely something I appreciated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I came from Ukraine before I was here and it was a much smaller international school. It was full IB from kindergarten through 12th grade. So I had that with me 
to the first few years of the MYP program. But then coming here to a more American school, I really appreciated because as I'm going to university in the US, it sort of was helped me adapt um, to a, bit, a larger school, even though ACS isn't as large compared to American high schools in the US, but you know, to going from a smaller uh, middle school to a bigger high school now to a bigger university. What, so. what is the difference, do you think, coming from a smaller school to a bigger school? Um, Why I, does that make a difference? I think the opportunities that uh, I have here at ACS, as well as the, the athletic programs here are very strong, which I uh, enjoyed participating in. Mm -hmm. My experience is again similar to Will's because before uh, before coming here to Athens, I used to live in Sweden in Stockholm, and I also went to a small full IB school. So from kindergarten all the way up to twelfth grade, it was the, yeah the I the IPC and then like the MYP program. And I have to say the adjustment was my biggest was, was getting used to the campus. My old school was just a building in the center of Stockholm. And when I got here and I saw this, this big campus with all these facilities, I was like, wow, this, this is amazing. This is so much fun. And that was, that was a big adjustment. Also the weather, I have to say that was, that was, that was a very big difference. So I'm pretty sure you're coming here on your first day and you had some expectations. Okay. Can you think and describe these expectations, if you remember, and if they were met, do you think that your expectations were met coming here? For me personally, I remember the transition because I went to a Greek public kindergarten before I came here in first grade. I remember I really wanted that American education and, you know, diversity. I really like how diverse ACS is because I feel like it brings people from different cultures together. And I really liked getting to know people from different backgrounds and knowing where they came from and their different cultures and their different, you know, foods that they eat. So I really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed the different people that I got to meet. So in that case, for sure, my expectations were met. And in other regards, my expectations so, were met. So as, well. as a kindergartner, you had expectations what to find in an American school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think that's, I guess, a cultural thing. I mean, we're obviously taught that, you know, Greek culture is different from American culture. And, but it was, it was really pleasant experience. And the transition was very smooth, which was amazing mm -hmm. for sure. I don't remember any like specific expectations, but I, I do remember being quite excited after I, I lived about five years in Sweden and I got, I got a bit bored of it. So I was really excited <laughs> to move. And then when I found out I was coming to Athens, I was like, oh, uh, it was hot weather. It was a new place, very different culture as Emery was saying. I was like, oh, this is, this is a new experience. I was really excited for it. So I, I think looking back, I would say my expectations have been met. I've had a great four years here. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. Mm -hmm. And I keep bringing up the American program, but <laughs> I think that was sort of the biggest expectation is, you know, I'm going to get the high school experience that you see on the movies in the movies. And I feel like it didn't really match that. And I'm sort of grateful for that. I'm glad that it still has this international aspect to it. All, um, people from around the world in my classroom, you know, none of my friends are American, which I love. <laughs> so uh, I just feel like I had the expectation that it was going to be super, super American, like you see in the movies. And I'm glad that it was more international than, mm -hmm. than that. Uh, and what do you think you feel most proud about your life at ACS Athens? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're reviewing your life as you go away. Yeah. yeah. So what do you feel most proud about? Yeah, I don't know how much I want to think about that right now, because I feel like as soon as we get to graduation, I'm just going to have a little breakdown thinking of how long I've been here. And I remember a couple of days ago, Mr. McGowan told us you're graduating in two weeks and it just hit me. So, yeah, I have been reflecting, though. I haven't been avoiding my feelings that much. So definitely something that I'm really proud of is finishing the IB program. I know that'll probably be common among us, but that's definitely something that I'm really proud of. And just generally... 
trying to do my best throughout these years in middle school and high school as well. And all the opportunities that have been offered here and me utilizing those opportunities, I think that's been something that I'm really happy about, really grateful for. So for me, that's what's, you know, something that stands out for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, the main thing that Emery said at the end, just having the opportunities and, you know, using them. I think that's the biggest thing that the thing that I'm most proud of after my time here at ACS. And that's, I guess right now our our lives have revolved a lot about like getting into college and like setting up our future and, you know, using the opportunities at the school and then that I have created for myself and using them to put myself in the best position to to then start my, my, my future outside of ACS. I think that that's what I'm most proud of after my four years here. Yeah. I mean, I agree with a lot of the points that they mentioned, but I think one of the main things is just sort of, um, making my high school experience my own, whether it's, you know, creating my own opportunities or being able to choose my classes. And uh, I think, you know, architects of our own learning, you know, (laughs) you could say from the ACS um, motto or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's, that's pretty uh, significant. uh, What I've, that I'm proud of. And also if I could add something, one thing uh, that's not so academic, but I think I'm really part of the way that I became like forming relationships with my friends. And I found a really great group of people that, that I'm very proud to call my friends. And that's, that's something I'm really proud of as well. Well, as they say, hindsight and experience are the only things that cannot be given or described. Okay. Uh, if you knew today what you will know in two or five or 10 years, you would be able to make better choices. I'm not going to ask these choices. But I'm giving you the concept. This is not possible, of course, to know unless you learn from those who have been there and have done that. Um, is there something you'd have done differently in your life at ACS as an ACS Athens student if you knew what you know today? Differently? Exactly. I'm not sure. But I just wish someone told me how important kind of taking a step back is and just enjoying your time and not trying to have stress from homework or whatever other obligations you have consume you. Because although I do think that I kind of had a balance between my school life and my out of school life, I just think that it was important for someone to tell me, oh, don't freak out about IB. Do not freak out about this class. It's all going to be okay. And, you know, as long as you manage your time and as long as you kind of take everything step by step, everything is going to be great and you're going to do great. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that I needed to hear. But, you know, the students from the class above us were always telling me, oh, you have to be really scared about this <laughs> class, this teacher. And yeah, it just kind of got me a little stressed. But then obviously I took a step back. But I wish someone had told me how important that is. So generally. stress management and time management. Yeah. And just generally kind of not letting fast paced, I guess, curriculum or other, you know, I guess thoughts or whatever consume you and just having some time for yourself and enjoying yourself because that's very important as well. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Will and I were talking about the, uh, uh, this question a couple of days ago. And I don't know. I think the answer that I, I sort of settled on is I don't know if there's any big decision that I would I would take back. But I think there are little moments where I'm like, OK, I need to I need to focus a little more on, on studying or like I need to stop studying for a second. I think I think there are quite a few little decisions that I think at the end could have could have built up and, and it made, made a big difference. But I don't I don't think looking back, I should have pick different classes or pick different extracurricular activities or sort of really organized my time at a, you know, at a macro scale, like differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I agree with Tomas. Like we have the results where, you know, after these two years, I got into the college I wanted to and things like that. So I don't think there's, like you said, anything major I would change. And I also think all the, 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 the struggle and the hard times that I've gone through with the IB or with other programs or 
different projects. I think those have really helped me become who I am today. And I think trying to change any of that would make, I don't know, I wouldn't be as resilient as I am now. Or uh, Who or what do you think you will miss most as you're ready to leave ACS Athens? Oh, this is easy. So Dr. Kivilaro, Ms. Layu, and Mr. Januzzi, and all my teachers. But I don't know why every time I think of kind of the end of my school career and thinking about university. These are the people I think of for some reason, because every time I would go inside the learning comments, I would be greeted by Dr. Kirvelaro. <laughs> and he gave me this card that I actually have on my phone case. Anyway, that was kind of an inside joke. And then I remember, <laughs> oh, Mr. Januzzi specifically helping me a lot with my college essays, which was something I really appreciated. And then obviously Ms. Eretis as well. I don't know. I felt like, okay, I would go inside the writing studio. I would have a good time. They would help me fix my college essay, edit everything. But for some reason, that experience, just talking with them and interacting with them in the writing studio was so much more valuable than I expected. And then obviously Miss Layu was kind of, I guess, that little stone that I had to jump over in the middle of the river in order to go between my high school years and then my university years. She really supported me. And then obviously all my teachers, my friends, I can't really pinpoint someone right now because there's mm-hmm. just so many. But these are the people that come to mind right now since we're talking about university and college and later on in our lives. Okay. Um, I think the, the first person that comes to mind, Mr. Gantz is my history teacher. I think over these two years, uh, he's taught me a lot, not only in terms of content, but also how to behave in a classroom environment to he's, uh, a lot of other aspects that are important to, to, to my growth as a student, as a person. And, but I think the biggest thing I, I guess is my friends, we're all going to be in different places of the world. And that, that, that's a bit sad at the end of the day. So I think that that's what I'll miss the most, but also I think being in this smaller high school environment and then moving on to, especially cause I, I'm going to be going to a pretty big school. So uh, I, I feel like that's something I'll definitely miss. And um yeah, that's 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 a big thing for me, I think. Yeah, Tomas took the words out of my mouth. I think <laughs> apart from, you know, I have a great friend group here. I'm really glad that I found these people. Um, and I hope that we can remain friends for the rest of our lives. But uh, I think what I've heard from university or from people who've experienced university, they, they always talk about how they don't necessarily have as much of a connection to their professors or to their teachers. And I think at ACS especially, they, uh, all the teachers are willing to spend hours in the lab with me working on my extended essay. <laughs> or, you know, if, if I have a question that I want for an exam or something, I can go to their classroom and they're they're there to, to help walk me through and spend hours, you know, go home a lot later than they have to, <laughs> um, just to help me out. So yeah. I think the dedication that the teachers have to the mm-hmm. students is also yeah. something that I just, just like really being part of, of the school. I think that's, that's a big part. And yeah, of course, teacher relationships is, is massive. Yeah. yeah. The community that ACS builds yeah. and I, I can't pinpoint no, anyone else. It, it sounds like a cliche, but it really isn't. I mean, yeah. it really is nice. Exactly. So it's what you're going to be thinking about when you return here yeah, at some point sure. yeah. in the future. are listening to the Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. This is the student edition. You are listening to the third and final part of the Owlcast dedicated to the Academy class of 2022. With us is Anne-Marie, Tommaso, and William, who reminisce their life at ACS Athens and try to peer through their future in college and beyond. As members of the elite class of 2022, <laughs> you know, actually there's going to be only one. Yeah. 
So um, I don't know if you realized. Can you talk about your future plans? I mean, how well equipped do you feel for what lies ahead? Okay, this question is really interesting because I feel like since middle school, I kind of knew what I wanted to pursue. I wanted to pursue something related to food or nutrition or something science-based. But then I feel like as my school career kind of went on, I realized that I had other interests as well. And since I was a bit younger, I had this, I guess, tendency to organize everything and to have these plans and to write everything down. But then I realized that if something doesn't go to plan, that's totally fine. And that's something I've started to kind of be grateful for because especially in the IB program, I took business and psychology, which were classes that I really enjoyed. And they were kind of not exactly related to the major that I want to pursue in university. So I realized I actually want to you know, take courses in university that are related to these courses, even though it's not necessarily 100% what I want to pursue. And you never know, maybe it will be something that I want to pursue in the future. So it's just that transition from trying to control every aspect of my life to being open to new ideas and new experiences. So that's definitely something that will help me moving forward. Go ahead, Will. Okay. Um. So I'm still unsure with what I want to do with my life. Um. I've always sort of been leaning towards the sciences and math. Uh, but this year, these past years, I've taken econ and I've really enjoyed that class as well. So I'm sort of stuck in a situation where I could see myself being a doctor. I could see myself, you know, becoming a politician. There's so many different directions I can go. And I've been thankful that I've, through IB, I've been able to explore many of these different um, directions. And although now I don't know yet, uh, I, I'm going to have more time at university to figure that out and uh, see where I can go with that. Well, many people are saying that the age of expertise mm -hmm. is almost over. You have to have a clear idea of many, many different subjects. Mm -hmm. So if that de-stress you out a little bit. That does, yes. That, <laughs> does. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. that was definitely something throughout high school where, you know, I'd heard my friends, you know, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor. And then I'm over here. I'm not really sure what, what right. I want to do. And I felt like I was a little bit behind because right. of that. So, you know, it's well, nice. Th there are doctors right now. They need to get business oh. classes. Yes. So, yeah. you know. That's yeah. really interesting. Uh, my situation is a little more similar to Anne-Marie. So for, <laughs> for throughout my whole life, I've always known what I want to do. And uh, for pretty much as long as I can remember, up until a couple of years ago, I was really dead set on going into law. But then I, I started taking business. I sort of matured. I I, I got interested in in other stuff, and now I want to I want to do business. But now that I know that I want to do business, I really uh, I have quite different will in this regard. That yeah. I really know what I want to do, and 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 um, I have like a pretty set plan as to what I want to do. And you know, right now I'm trying to I'm trying to do it. So. That's what, what I have in store. So, uh, so if you could take with you three things <laughs> as you move away to yeah. college life, only three things, okay. what would these things be? That is something that I have to think about. Yeah. So is it three things or could it be three people or? Um, I, think you can I wouldn't say people. <laughs> okay. Three I things. wouldn't say people. Can't, can't take people. I, I would say, yeah, actual items. Okay. Hmm. Actually, the question would be if you're on a lonely island, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm putting it on the college perspective. Okay. So, hmm. Hmm. Interesting. That's tricky. That's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know, but there's this photo album from when I was really young 
and it's I'm an only child so it's my parents and I and th it's these really cute pictures that I remember when I was younger I thought to myself okay so if the if the house catches on fire for whatever reason I will run I will get that photo album and I'll run out of the house I'll obviously rescue <laughs> my parents if they need help but I'll run out of the house and I'll have that with me and everything's gonna be okay so for sure my one of my objects would be that and then I think it's just the obvious things your phone your laptop the valuable stuff but for me, something that has really sentimental value is that photo album. Mm -hmm. It's tough to beat that, Emery. Yeah, I, I <laughs> Sorry, guys. How do you respond to that? Yeah. <laughs> You're making up your suitcases mm -hmm. and you want to make sure that you don't forget these three things. Passport? Passport. I was going to yeah. say passport's pretty important. I do. <laughs> Okay, uh, made it very specific yeah. now. <laughs> uh, hmm. uh, I think, of course, some like a, a phone or a computer. I think that that's very important, but I hope we have those in college. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, yeah, something of sentimental value, I think is probably the first thing that I would, I would think of, you know, similar to Anne Marie. I don't have like a specific photo album, but there's, there's, the, there is this picture that I have in my room of is just me and my family that's been there for, oh, I don't know, many, many years when I was a little, little kid, but I guess that that's one, but I, I don't know. I feel like I'm just copying you. And yeah. <laughs> I, don't, okay. I don't know. It's, it's if you question. think about it later on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just jump in. You know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I have, I last, last summer I had two disposable cameras, so I have a packet oh, of yeah, disposable good, photos yeah. of me and my friends and my family. So I think uh, that's a going great on stack the, of pictures, you know, following Henry with the photos, but, mm -hmm. um, I, maybe I have a scratch off map of the world <laughs> that shows all the countries I've lived. That's, I know that was the only thing I could think of that. I feel like is it's interesting to, to, you know, to mm -hmm. have, to represent, you know, what mm -hmm. I've been through and then also look at it and see all the countries I haven't been to and sort of like look forward to, to going to some of the to more yeah. of those. I, I guess I thought of something. This is, I have like a like a, a wheel to simulate like formula one racing. Like that's something I really am into. <laughs> so in terms of like gaming, I can get, I can, I can have that covered and bring that wheel to college. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun, but I don't know how practical that would be. But it yeah. Would look cool. Somewhere in your room. Yeah. Just yeah. leave it there. Just leave it there. Okay. Since, a display. since nobody mentioned the yearbook. Oh, I'm oh. going to talk about yearbook. All right. <laughs> so in your profile quote, Anne-Marie, you say that uh -huh. awkward moment when my whole personality is based on being vegan and I'm not even vegan. <laughs> Can you explain that? Okay. So, so we assume that you're not vegan. Yes, you'd be correct. So as I mentioned earlier, since I was younger, I really wanted to pursue something related to food, nutrition. And when I was around sixth grade, I don't know, I was around 13. I remember the vegan movement really took off and I had this urge to suddenly go vegan. And then my parents obviously got worried about all the nutrients <laughs> I would receive from the food I would eat. But then, I don't know, I just went to, you know, those organic shops. And I would always buy a lot of things from there. And I think it drove my parents crazy because I would spend so much money there. <laughs> I, I would rather go to those organic shops and I don't know, the mall or something. So I would go there, but I would really like trying vegan foods and stuff like that. And then this made everyone think that I was actually vegan. So to this day, to this day, when I go out and I meet new people, they ask me, oh, are you that vegan girl? But I'm not. So it's kind of funny because I feel like at this point, my personality almost revolves around it. But unfortunately, I'm not. But, you know, in university, I think I might try it out but don't tell my parents so that was your chance to debunk this yes so now <laughs> okay. it's debunked guys i'm not vegan so tomaso you say Let's go. 
get your money up, not your funny up. Yeah. So this is, this is something sarcastic that I say all the time with my friends. And uh, yeah, so I was like, it was it was late at night. We were like all hanging out. It was a deadline. And I was like, you know what? Like this, this is funny. Like looking back, I was like, oh, this is, we used to laugh about this with my friends. So I was like, you know what? Why not? Why, why not put it? I just thought it was, it was, it was funny and. Yeah, uh, that's it. And Will is enigmatic. <laughs> okay, what are the odds? Yes. See, I think it's not as deep as um, it may come across. Yeah, but it's it's a good quote. Yeah. So um, it's a little game that I play with my friend. <laughs> so um, we say, what are the odds you do something? Like, I don't know. What are the odds? Uh, what's an example, Tommaso? Um, what are the odds you storm off right now? <laughs> yeah. And then... I, I don't Not want yet. We still have <laughs> yeah. things to talk about. So I wouldn't want to do that. So I'd say 25, right? For example. And then we'd count down yeah. from three. So three, two, two one, four. four. Oh, wait. Oh, wow. That was okay. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> we did not rehearse that. Because but yeah. so now that we got the same number, I have to storm have off. To, yeah. That's part of the rules yeah. of the game. But if we would have said like 20 and five and would have added up to 25, I would have had to storm off. So it's, it's like a, a funny little game that we yeah. play with our friends. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that putting that as my quote, so yeah. that, you know, in 20 years, when we look back, I'll be like, oh, I remember that game that I used yeah. to play with my friends that yeah. I have uh, many great memories that were created because of that, you know? Yeah. So that was, it's nice. Um, yeah. But now I <laughs> <laughs> just put them on again. <laughs> so you all know about the uh, superlatives. Yeah. yeah. Correct? Yes. Do you all know what your friend said about you? Uh, I know my superlative. Yeah. Okay. Was it a surprise? Know. <laughs> not so much, but uh, I'd say, I'm not mentioning it I mean, oh, okay. unless you want to mention it. <laughs> oh, okay. But they were all pretty much, I mean, I, I guess I can mention it, uh, you know, not, I don't want to see like I'm hiding something or anything. It was like most likely to become like the king of Italy and they were all like pretty similar. Is there a king in Italy? Not anymore. Yeah, no. Also would be one though. <laughs> but yeah, that's, they were all very similar, like, oh, politician or like something like that. So I was like, this one is like the most interesting one of the bunch. Okay. So I was like, you know what? Let me just pick this one. So you picked your superlative. Yeah. So we, we had a list okay. and then we had to choose amongst like four or five. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, that tradition was back in the years mm -hmm. that nobody knew about the superlatives until the yearbook oh, came out. That would have been fun. That would have been but fun. Yeah. How would they choose if there are five though? Yeah, that's yeah. true. I no, mean, it's I guess the yearbook it, committee. It, you know, it's the yearbook committee. Okay, yeah. and they choose okay, it. Okay, but in the age of politically correct. Yes. You know, they said, you know. <laughs> you have to pick. Yeah. 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 So yeah. how about you, Anne-Marie? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> as was expected, a lot of my superlatives had to do with either food or veganism. So I tried to pick one that kind of didn't really fit, you know, that category because I knew that my quote was going to be something about veganism because obviously. And I kind of forgot what my superlative was, but... They were pretty expected, you know. Okay. I mean, most of my friends filled out the superlative survey form that we were sent. So then I just chose one that kind of reflected my personality, but it had nothing to do with veganism. So, Which is a good point to come back and compare after a few years. For sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. mine was, I'm pretty sure it was most likely to avoid conflict at all cost. <laughs> so I like to play you the middle almost man. stormed off. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, that, that was because of the game. Yes. Um. So... I like to play the middleman. I don't often like picking sides. So many times when my friends are having a debate, they'll ask for my opinion and I'll say, I agree with both sides. And um, I'm very indecisive as well as a person. So I know I think that, that sums me up pretty well. It's a good, it's a good superlative. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's going to change far down the road. Mm, yeah. <laughs> at some point. I'm certain that uncertainty is part of the game as you continue forward. What is your biggest concern, if not fear? And what do you feel more hopeful about? It's 
kind of odd. So when I went to the university I'm going to actually go to, I went to visit campus and it was much smaller than I expected. And at the beginning, it kind of put me off because I like being around many people and I wanted a bigger environment than ACS just, just because I wanted to feel kind of, oh, the world is my oyster. I wanted to <laughs> feel like as I was one, as if I was one person out of 200,000 in a university or something like that. But that wasn't the case at all. And at the beginning, I got a bit sad about it. But then I discussed it with my parents and other people. And they said, you know, this is actually not a bad thing. So I sat, I thought about it. And then from that, the fear that I actually have is not finding enough friends or enough people to hang out with. I mean, I'm a pretty social person, so I think that will be resolved. But it's still something in the back of my mind. And I'm pretty hopeful that I'm pretty hopeful, actually, that I'm going to you know, learn some nice things because this university has really unique courses. So I can take, you know, nutritional science based courses, but I can also take, for example, European food law, which is something really interesting. And it kind of ties back to what I mentioned earlier about me having, you know, different interests and other things that I want to explore as well. So that exploration of different, I guess, academic ideas or courses really is something that I look forward to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, like I said before, I really have this set path for me in mind. And I think if there's a lot of deviation from my, that, from that path, not, not for something like I choose not to follow that path, but just other things that I can't control. And of course, something like that's going to happen. Like you said, you know, the only thing that we're certain about is uncertainty. And, uh, I think if there's a lot of deviation there and I don't like accomplish the goals that I've set for myself, I think that's, that's probably something I'm pretty scared about. Um, but yeah, and also I guess, yeah, socializing in university. Uh, I think the thing that does provide me a little bit of comfort is that there's going to be a lot of people there, uh, who are in my same exact position. You know, we're all going to be freshmen. We're all going to not know each other. So we're all starting from the same, from the same place, which, which is, which is nice. And that, that's something I have a little hope for in terms of, you know, finding another great group of friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mine is similar. I've, I've mentioned it before is sort of not knowing what I want to do. And I think that's something that um, stresses me out a little bit, but then also I'm, I look forward to university as a time to continue exploring what I enjoy and, you know, having research opportunities or d different events where I can, I, I can still figure out what um, I like. So, you know, I'm worried because I think a lot of people around me there will, you know, they know exactly what they want to do. They'll be super focused, everything that all their activities, everything will be, you know, around their, their major or what they're going to do, pursue in life. And, having that uncertainty, it's hard to like, to have those experience, focused experiences. So I think, uh, I hope that I can continue to figure out what I want and then also not be stressed out by everyone else knowing what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So finally, you're asked to talk to a group of 11th graders mm -hmm. that are getting ready to enter the final year of high school. What advice would you give them? How can they best prepare themselves for what lies ahead next year? Well, I've given some advice to some of my 11th grade friends. First thing is to enjoy yourself no matter what. And I think there's people that are on different paths. For example, Will and I that, you know, at first we were kind of uncertain about what we wanted, but then, you know, Tommaso and I that we were always organize ourselves and everything. I think you have to find a balance of everything that you want to do. It's hard to find that balance. But then, as you mentioned earlier, the only thing that's certain is uncertainty. So even if you have a balance at some point, if that balance, you know, for some reason is, I guess, affected, you can always restore that balance. And it's important to know that 
things do get better. For example, if you feel like your grades are deteriorating or if your work ethic is deteriorating, which is something that's really common, obviously. I think it's always good to remember that there's always a way to kind of fix that and to work on yourself. And obviously you have your friends supporting you, you have your teachers supporting you. So that's definitely one thing that I would recommend. And I would also recommend, you know, having some time in the summer off, obviously, but then also having some time to work on things that matter to you, whether that is academic related or for example, music related, theater related, whatever it is that you're passionate about, have some time for that and then have some time for yourself as well. Yeah. I think everything that Emery said is great. I think one big thing that I regret, like if I were between my time and as 11th grader one year ago today, and now is not properly using the summer. I think for college applications and for, for school, it's a very important summer to use. And I think it's very easy for me to say that because now looking forward, I have a summer where I don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really looking forward to that. But, you know, with, with the power of hindsight, I think if I could have worked more during that summer, that that, that would have been that would have been important for me. I think with senior year, it's easy to get carried away, especially if you're in the IB to sort of just want to focus on just your schoolwork and university applications and everything. So I think uh, it's very important to continue doing athletics, continue doing other activities because the, the months when I didn't have athletics, I felt like I would go home and then I wouldn't be productive. Even though I had that full afternoon every single day of the week, I would not dedicate all my time to studies. And, but then the nights when I had athletics, I would go out I would have to come home later than I usually would. I'd go straight to work and I'd be way more productive um, with that. And I think, yeah, that's very important to have other things that you're doing in your life Mm -hmm. as well. I totally agree with Will. It's kind of weird. It seems kind of like a paradox because you tell yourself, oh, I'm going to have more time if I don't go to practice or I'm going to have more time for studying if I don't go to that extracurricular. But then it kind of kills your motivation because then if you don't have something on the side that you really like doing, then you don't really want to do what you have to do, let's say something that seems like a chore, whatever that may be. So I think it's also really important to do that. So I definitely agree with Will. Anne-Marie, Will, and Tommaso, thank you so much for being here. Best of luck in everything you do. And don't forget to visit. Yes, thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. It's been great. Thank you. You are listening to The Owlcast, the official podcast of ACS Athens. Make sure you subscribe to the Outcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. This has been a production of the ACS Athens Media Studio.